0: Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney.
1: And how are you, Courtney? You know, I'm fine. Um, I don't know. It's been kind of a long day, but it's been a good day. Um, last year, around this time, um, we had a wine challenge at the bar. Um, I think I talked about this last week, um, but we had to sell rosé or whatever. The founder's rosé, donated charity, all this stuff, yada, yada. And uh, turns out we won. So we got to have a tour and a wine tasting today at City Winery.
0: Fantastic.
1: Um, which I, I knew a lot about, but not enough about, I guess. They um, also are very eco-friendly they're working on like reusing bottles and um kegs and stuff very good and i surprisingly like their white wines better than their red which is new for me that is new for you i know i know it's wild um but yeah so i'm doing well how are you i you know Mm -hmm.
0: today was the first day back to school from february break Mm -hmm. um I was really, really dreading it, um, and it was honestly fine. Good, it was was fine. Nobody, like, nobody extra pissed me off. Everybody did their work. Everybody was like, good, like, happy. Nobody, but nobody was like super weirdly clingy and annoying either.
1: Oh, always great.
0: So it was, it was not bad. Mm -hmm. Um, the weather then decided to say, fuck you. (laughs) Um, and there was a whiteout just in time for me to drive home. Um, and so it takes 22 minutes from my, from one door to the next, like work and school. The most I've ever had was 25. Mm Mm-hmm. My GPS said 27. I got home 37 minutes after I left.
1: Yeah. That's uh not great.
0: And yet somehow no school has closed for tomorrow. <laughs> like the number of times that schools have closed and when there wasn't and, even, happened? and there wasn't even snow on the
1: ground. Yeah. And
0: today, it was like, quite literally, you couldn't see five feet in front of you, but like, fuck it, it'll be fine tomorrow.
1: Well, you know, maybe we'll be, we'll see.
0: We, we shall see. Mm-hmm. Um, You know what else we can see about? What is that? How to be more spiritual people. This is like the shortest pre-intro episode we've ever done. But we are so tired. We are both so tired. And as y'all know, we filmed two episodes literally two days ago. So, like, what else is there to talk about?
1: What else is new? Nothing. Nothing. But our spirituality. Mm -hmm. So, start getting into a mindset where you expect something unexpected to happen, like a sudden shift, an out of the blue miracle. A possibility of an instant breakthrough. Let yourself loosen up about how things will happen. Trust more. Believe more. Be open to receiving. I love that.
0: That also yeah. just like fits my life right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good. It's very good. Mm-hmm. You
0: know what else was actually very good? What um, was that? I... Personally, I think this episode of Stargate SGM was
1: actually pretty good. It was a little weird. Was a little concerned starting out, I will say. Correct. But then it it ended up really well. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Um I sorry, I like while you were reading the spirituality, I like inhaled my hot chocolate, and then tried to, like, pretend that I hadn't done that, but right. then I had to keep talking, and my throat was,
1: like... And then it was Man. too late.
0: My throat was, like, ma'am, what do you think yeah. you're doing?
1: <laughs> um,
0: I was a little concerned at parts of this episode, but then I also remembered that um, it's from the 90s, and we have just very recently on this podcast discussed the concept that TV shows have a very hard time leaving children in a bad
1: spot. Yes, correct. So I
0: knew they were going to have to do
1: something because Mm -hmm. children (laughs) were in a bad spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's the one thing that's like consistent in American television is almost never. And there are exceptions, obviously. But like... Very, very rarely, unless it is, like, a huge traumatic thing in a drama that, like, is then going to affect the characters for, like, the rest of the show. Right. Children don't get hurt like that.
1: About the only time, yeah. yeah. Like, it has to be horror and have a reason.
0: Right. Or it has to be, like, serious, serious drama and have a reason. Mm-hmm. Or it happens before you meet the characters. Like you right. like characters will show up who like lost a sibling or lost a mm-hmm. child or like, and, and that will exist, but you don't yeah. see it. You don't get to know the characters first. I'm trying to think of like any show ever, like any show that I've ever seen where like a kid, cause like,
1: there's plenty where like humans die in the beginning. Yeah.
0: But- yeah. But, like, I mean, like, I think about In Grey's Anatomy, a huge part of Amelia's character is that mm-hmm. her first baby died. Right. And, actually, do they show that on private practice? When she had mm. the baby and it didn't survive? I think they showed that. I think so.
1: It's been so long since I watched it. <laughs> but I think they do. But you still don't, like, see the baby. Right, or right. The process.
0: Yeah. And it's not, like, it's a kid that you've, like... No, and really like gotten to know and get yeah right. and get, get a relationship with but so like but obviously like uh, christopher died so long ago that i didn't i don't even remember and it was like a major point of last week's Grey's anatomy episode so like there was a purpose for her to have this baggage like you know what i mean yeah um also that's a hard that's a hard show because it's a medical show so a lot of people die that like you don't want to die but it's still not children usually
1: even so occasionally there have been some kids that have died but like yeah but not in the beginning it's not how they started it's like right way far in
0: <laughs> yeah um anyway now that we've just like told you half the plot of the episode um <laughs> target sg1 season three episode five um it is called learning curve um it was rated 7.7 7 stars which is about the midway for anything this season it's kind of like <laughs> right in the middle Which is Which is is fair, because I think it was a good episode, but also um, we just had four episodes that kind of all focused on gold plot things, and then this one was our just-kidding episode. (laughs) Right. So. um, It shook
1: things up a bit.
0: Yes. um, It came out on July 22nd, 1999, and the summer of 99 was a very volatile time for the box office like like if you look at a day to day calendar of the box office in July of 1999 I think a different movie was number one every day
1: wild I think we kind of talked about this
0: recently was there one of the films we talked about this on yeah Blair Witch Project was that Blair summer Rich, okay. yeah because like I think like two or three Stargate episodes ago, the number one movie was American Pie. And it's right. back to being the number one movie, but there have been two movies in between that. Yeah. But but then also that was not the number one movie if you look at the weekend, because this was the 22nd was like a Friday, but like the Sunday report of the end of the week, it's a different movie. That's wild. Yeah. Speaking of wild, the number one song is Wild, Wild West <laughs> by, by Will Smith. Um, good, good. That movie was the number one movie like a month ago, but the song right. has now finally become the number one song.
1: Good for good for them. It's it's a weird summer.
0: Um, but don't worry because the number one book is still the same. Uh Hannibal by Thomas Harris, it'll be with us for a while. For the rest um, of our lives. There were some weird things that happened this day that um make me feel old. Oh good. Um, well, only one of them makes me feel, like, truly old. Uh, the first one is that this was the first day of the Woodstock 99 festival. I mean, yeah. Um, it was 99. That Yeah, um, Woodstock 99 also ended early because despite being a, a festival full of hippies, love, and music, there was massive, massive amounts of violence that canceled the rest of the festival. Yep. <laughs> yep, sure uh, enough. So that just makes me feel sad for irony everywhere. Right. Um, (laughs) um, This also was the day that Mohammed VI became the king of Morocco. He is still the king of Morocco. Um, Okay. You know, that's the thing, I guess. Hanging in there. And the thing that makes me feel the oldest of all things, this day was the initial release of the very first version of the MSN Messenger. No,
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot explain. Like, like pre-AIM. Oh God. Ugh, I'm elderly. <laughs> right. No. Okay, fine. Fine.
0: Yeah, like I distinctly remember the summer existing and it was before <laughs> me- me- MSM Messenger existed. So there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those
1: were, those were days.
0: Those were days. I was seven and carefree. Good day. No worries in the world. Not, not a one. Not a single one.
1: Goodness gracious. Yeah.
0: Um, it was directed by Martin Wood. So That's a returning. It does have a new writer, though. Okay. Um, it was written by a woman named Heather Ash. Uh, she is known for Stargate and an episode of a TV show called Glory Days that is all of her film credits. Oh, okay. Um, but she is not done writing. She writes books and like short stories, particularly mysteries, and she teaches <laughs> writing classes. Um, and she is the president of the Mystery Writers of America Midwest chapter in Illinois. In Illinois.
1: Oh, I'm familiar with them. Not specific to Illinois, but like yes. the chapter. Yes. So yeah. she's, the,
0: she's the president of the Midwest chapter of the oh, of Mystery Writers of America. Oh, so, good
1: for her. Did you write yeah. down what per- her books are? Uh,
0: I did not because the thing that I was reading was like all the stuff that I could find was actually the descriptions of like who she is as a teacher and so it just wrote like writes has written she did write a short story that was like one of the like in some publication of like the best mystery short stories of in America in 2013 or something Mm -hmm. but even even when giving that like credit it didn't give me the name of the story. And yeah. I could have dug deeper, but I didn't want to. I'm going to totally. be real honest. <laughs> totally fine. Um, it was edited by a man named Rick Martin, who is in fact not Ricky Martin.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. I only made that note because the number one song in America on this day was Wild Wild West," yeah. but the number one song in the UK was okay. Live in La Vida Loca.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> so-
0: Great. So i literally just read Ricky Martin's name and I was like, mm, not the same person. Um he was known for mostly Stargate, um, but he also uh was the main editor on Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey.
1: I love that movie. Mm, yeah.
0: I think I think it's the second one. It is, yeah. Yeah. So so good. But he was the editor on that. Um, which like props to you, you edited a movie where there was Dialogue nonstop, and yet none of the actors are talking.
1: Right, right, yeah, absolutely, yeah,
0: yeah. Ugh. Um, his recent and credit his recent credits include um, basically every Hallmark movie made in the last <laughs> ten years. So, yeah. Um, our guest star, I just like went with who was the highest credited on the episode, and then about halfway through the episode, I really wished that I would have not done that.
1: Okay. Um,
0: because the guest star that I'm talking about is who played Kaylin. Yeah. And I really would have rather looked up the little girl. Baron. Mm-hmm. Um, I could just look her up now, but. too North much here work. already. Yeah. Um, but it's because the guest star who played Kalen is named Andrew Arley. He is a Canadian Scottish born. He is a Scottish born Canadian actor. Um, who's most well-known for a, mo- a show called The Romeo Section, which I had never heard of. Mm-hmm. But he's also very, very well-known for playing the father of Christian Grey in the Fifty Shades movies.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: Um, he was also in every show that you and I watch. Um, <laughs> he, was in, he had recurring roles in Smallville, Fringe, X-Files, and Nancy Drew
1: who was he in Nancy drew I meant is, to he write
0: the, that to, is he the i meant to write it down so that I could tell you because I
1: knew you would i don't i need don't want to spoiler know. alert, but I think I know who he is um what's he, his name
0: Andrew Arley or airlie maybe it's a i r l i e um in Nancy drew. Oh, he's not.
1: Who he was. Oh. Uh, who was he? Oh, Andrew Early. Yeah. Okay. Also, um, he plays Everett Hudson.
0: Great. Um, he also was in season two, episode six of Bates Motel as the mayor.
1: All right.
0: Um, that episode is the episode where Norma go gets appointed to the council. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the man two? Season two. That was season two. I know. Oh god. That's that's the episode where Cody and uh, Norman get Emma to jump in the waterfall.
1: That was season. That does not feel like season two. Um. Yeah. First first of all, into season three
0: yeah nope that was um middle of season two and uh the mayor in that
1: episode was Andrew early
0: was also Kalen the weird alien man oh yeah interesting which I know f- because he was not a guest star that we talked about in that episode but no he wasn't um, yeah um so yeah that's our weird everything in this world's connected Mostly yes. in, in our world, really not necessarily in the whole world, but um, we start in a room that looks exactly, sorry, like the gate room, but also like we're in the middle of a pyramid. And I was hella confused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and Daniel, Daniel, where did this come from?
0: Like, right. where are we? My, it just says we start in what looks like the gate room, but is also definitely a pyramid? Question mark. Yeah. Correct. Um, Daniel is helping a bunch of children do hard labor. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the gate activates and the kids all get scared. And Daniel's like, don't worry, it's
1: just my friends. And it it was. This shot, though, was the worst (laughs) shot of TV I've ever seen. He's, like, talking about how, like, small they are, and then they come in, and they're, like, physically smaller, but then he just, like, runs down the stairs, and they're not. And I was like, what is happening? Like, yeah. it was such a weird scene, and I didn't like the way it was shot. I was like, this makes no sense.
0: Um. um so, then Jack and Tail come back through the gate, and they're talking about an exchange that they're about to do. So, like, clearly we're coming very much into the middle of a story. Right. Um, and <laughs> my note says, a leader from the people who have the Aztec artifacts. Uh-huh. Because I, they said the name of the planet, but at that point I had totally missed it. Right. And Daniel was geeking out about some Aztec warrior bracelet. Sure. So I was like, cool, this is who they are. Um this is who they are now, yeah. Uh, and so they are excited to exchange knowledge. So Kalen, who, again, I only knew his name because I wrote the guest star in film, right. um, is bringing a Naquada power reactor, and Teal'c is teaching them about the Gawold, and that is the exchange that is happening, which mm-hmm. I think is a decently fair exchange there. Seems so. Let me go back to SGC, because I mean at this point we still don't have a fucking idea what's going on, but it's fine. Um we back go back to SGC and Sam is telling Hammond about the people, um, and they're like incredibly quick advancing. Like they're not like they're uh, technology in some ways is advanced way past Earth, but also like in some ways hasn't. But the right. thing that's like the thing that's like fascinating about them is how short a period of time their advancement has taken. Right. Um, And so then Kalen comes through the gate, and he gives Sam the NACWITter reactor, and is like, you can have this for the length of time that our exchange is going to study it, and then he's like, okay, our exchange is done. Goodbye. Yeah. And Sam's like, whoa. I need someone... Do with this. I need someone to like teach me how to use this. And he's like, yeah. well, "I don't know how." But Marin, the little kid, just goes, "Oh, I'll teach you."
1: Mm-hmm. And then we have the credits.
0: Yeah, very confusing.
1: It was. It was. I didn't know what we were getting into at this point.
0: I also. I couldn't decide for, like, a good half of the episode if I thought there was, like, any malevolent motivation happening. Like, I genuinely... Okay, yeah. Would me not, I w- I was like, everything about these people is so gray. I do not know.
1: Right. I was like, are they, like, the Tok'ra? Like, they're the good people that are helping... Or do they have some kind of, like, ulterior motive that we're just not seeing yet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but So then uh, after
0: the credits, um, we have the team telling Marin that, like, they're going to show her to the lab, but, like, first they have to take her to the infirmary. And she's like, yeah, duh. Like, you have to check newcomers for pathogens. Like, that just makes right. sense. It's totally fine she's so chill about everything and then they're like how old are you and she's like i'm 11 how old are you yep. um i mean i might oh have been that God. i might have been that sassy when i was 11 but like not
1: that smart mm. see i wouldn't have been sassy about it but if somebody asked me how old i was i would ask i would absolutely like ask them how old they were too but it wouldn't be, like, from a sassy point of view. I'd be like, oh, I'm 11. How old are you? And they'd be like, no, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't know. I don't know. I feel, is that a weird thing?
0: Like, when I was a kid, I felt like it was so rude to ask adults how old they were. Well, that's what we were taught when we were kids was right. how rude it was. But, but, it's like, like, a- but as an adult, I have never, when one of my students, like, asks me how old I am, I have never felt any weirdness about telling them how old I actually am. Yeah. Like, that doesn't it's a very odd concept to me because yeah, I do no. I do remember like it wasn't like a, I just like woke up one day and was like oh that's rude like I was taught like you never ask an adult how old they are
1: right no I absolutely was also taught that and I but I also I agree I never feel that way I'm like oh okay I'm- this Maybe that's true. part of the
0: whole like millennial inability to be adult thing. Like we don't think of we're like we're like fuck it, we're not grown ups. We're, we're just not adults yet. like we're forty, we're just not adults. Right. Like
1: exactly <laughs> that's not how that works.
0: Um but so then we go back to Ordan or Orban Orban, Orban Orban Orban. It's one of those things where not everyone on the show pronounces it the same way. Yeah so I don't know how to pronounce it. Like, I was reading a Reddit post that was, like, getting very angry about the fact that Teal, Jack, Daniel, and Hammond all have very different ways of pronouncing gold.
1: Yeah, they do. <laughs> I notice that every episode. I'm like, which way are we going to say it today? Um, so, but
0: back on Orban, uh, Daniel's, like, geeking out about, like, the ground and when and when Kaelin comes in and he brings his son and he's, who is also Uroni or Uron or I don't know. I read the captions and then I think I know how to pronounce Uroni. the words. Yeah, sure. I listen. I do. I also read the captions and I'm still never like a hundred percent sure what they're trying to say. I think it was Uron or Uroni. That's how they said it. That sounds correct. Um, and then he brings the, he brings his son out and he's like, Teal will teach you all of the things about the gold. Which is when I was like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Right. And then Daniel's like, hey, where's that that kid who was helping me yesterday? And um, Kellen is like, Oh, no, she was past due for her ovarium. Right. And here we come to the part of the episode where I wanted to throat punch Daniel Jackson. Um, okay, because... Sorry. This is so
1: I'm serious.
0: I'm getting serious. I'm getting a microphone to my face serious. What is Daniel Jackson's actual job? Not the 400 million things that are his job, but what is his job? No, he has, he's what, a linguist? Is that the only linguist? He's a linguist. He's a linguist who is fluent in ancient Greek and Latin. And you are going to tell me that the root of that word being ova didn't mean something to you. Like, are you fucking dumb?
1: I mean, when I heard it, I was like, oh, I get it. This is, this means something. Like, I, I feel it. And Daniel Jackson is like, no, no relation to it. No,
0: no. An ovary, right, is like, like an ovulating and like that. And like when like you're egg. talking about, Ova. right. Like, and when you're talking about like, plants and insects the ova is the the new stage before the pupa like literally it's the coming about of a new life i teach fifth grade english (laughs) he goes oh is that kind of like a graduation ceremony (laughs) and calen's like sort of and that that was also when I decided that Kalen was a little bit sketchy about it, right? Right. I was like, I don't trust you. Um, but yeah, sorry. That was my soapbox moment for once again. What is Daniel Jackson's purpose? Plus <clears throat> his heart. But then he like Kalen like remedies this situation by being like, "Oh, you wanted to see the pyramids of the sun in the daylight. Let's go." And Daniel's such a fucking twit that he forgets that he is confused by languages and runs away to see pyramids. Right. Right. I wish so much that I didn't realize I was describing my boyfriend. (laughs) Because I cannot for a second imagine him not being distracted From the real question and running to go see the pyramids. Well, you know. It is what it is. Um, I don't if you did listen to this podcast, I don't think you're a twit babe. I I I didn't mean it like that. Um anyway, uh Tiolk. Cracks me up in this moment. Gosh,
1: yeah. Because
0: the way he asks Tommen what is happening is literally not a question you should ask another human being. He just goes, "What is your purpose? <laughs> like, is is he a toy? Is he a cleaning solution? Like, what is your purpose?"
1: Look, look.
0: I mean. Listen, listen oh pastor, pastors ask you that, like teachers ask you that, no one else can ask you that without it feeling very much like a, you don't think I deserve to be alive.
1: Right, right. <laughs> Which, like, to be fair, might be what Toke's saying. <laughs> we don't know. But uh, not super nice, if so. Huh.
0: and then Tommen in the cutest but also most weird roundabout way tells Teal he's afraid of him like he's like I now understand why, jo- why Gawuld are so are are so feared and he's yeah. like sh- shaking a little bit and I'm like oh poor baby
1: yeah
0: and then we leave them to their conversation and we go back to SGC where Janet is finishing up Miriam, Marin's exams, and they're like talking and about how smart she is, and she like can't understand the concept of learning like at all. She's like, What do you mean? Like, I was always that like you were not always this smart. Like this smart. And they were like, No, like we go to school to get this smart. And but then she realizes this is the best moment, she realizes. They're talking about how she's a scientist, Yeah. And she realizes that Sam's a scientist, and Janet's a scientist, and Jack is not a scientist. And she's like, so they're smarter than you.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, in some ways, and this, then he goes, ah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: like whatever, like, I'm not even gonna argue, no, yes. He goes, what? but while they were stuck in school, I was off having fun, and she was like, what's fun? Right. I ask myself that question on a daily basis, but not because I never learned what fun is, but because I don't have time to remember. Ugh, I feel that. Um, uh, then we go back to Orban, and Teal'c is teaching Tommen about how, like, how old work and how a symbiote works. Um, and then, after seeing the pyramids, Daniel like, has absolutely lost his mind. He is completely sure that the people of Urban are uh Please forgive my whiteness in this moment, everyone. Um, Because I know the word that he said. I know the culture he said. I can't fucking pronounce that word to save my life. Um, tech, tech. to Tukachoan? I don't I te- Taca. Yeah, sure. The Tekacon, is that the peoples? Is that it? Sounds better than what the fuck I was just trying to say. Um, basically, they are a native tribe that actually predates the Aztec people, and they're they started like that's a real thing. Um, and there is a lot of uh Anthropological, anthropological inf- like, information that that they may have been the tribe that actually built, yeah. like the what the pyramids that um, the Aztecs then like uh, conquered them and wiped them out, and in the Stargate world, the uh, gaul were the Aztecs that conquered and wiped them out, which checks out with how they. Do this universe. Um, and so he's trying to explain, like Daniel's trying to explain the Tecacon people to and the Aztecs to uh, Kalen. And he's like, okay, tell Tommen. Sure. No. I guess I will explain this thing too. A small child instead of you. Right. Um, and then we go back to SJC again. And Marin is trying, is explaining the reactor to Sam, and who's just like very confused mm-hmm. because uh, Marin is explaining it about the exact same way the manual in Japanese would explain it, really.
1: <laughs> um, And
0: so Sam's like trying to break things down and like even further and like ask Marin like very point specific questions instead of like her just feeling. And then Janet comes back and is like, we just need to see Marin again,
1: just like a couple follow up tests. And that's when you have like like this like like, eye contact with Sam, like. This has to happen.
0: Like something is wrong, and and just but we also just watched Kaylin being like, "Don't talk to me. Talk to the child." And you're like, "Yep, something. something is
1: wrong." Right.
0: But then, so Janet explains to Sam, Jack, and oh, I wrote George again. Um, that there are millions of manites in Marin's brain, which we haven't seen since like the beginning of the first season. Right. The Nanites, what episode was that? Maybe like mid first season. It was really early on. It was Oh, was who no, but what they were talking about um what the Nanites
1: did. It uh Oh that was that the caveman episode? Was it the caveman episode? Maybe. I remember it being like the first episode. We were like, everything's kind of been like wonky, but this is the first one that really feels sci-fi.
0: Yeah, maybe. But yeah, it was something it was something where like, the yeah, like, oh, no, it yes, it was it was, no, it was the episode where Jack ate the marriage cake and then aged 150, (gasps) like, thousand years at once.
1: Yes, it was the aging episode. That's right. They did talk about that.
0: Because, yeah, they talked about it like aging people and Marin is just like again way too chill she's just like yeah no we created the nanites. um they make us smarter and like we all have them but like the own children have the most and then they like act as additional synapses and like nothing else they don't age us any differently and they can't like leave our body and they're programmed to like die in our bloodstream if they have any malfunction
1: in our brain like or cool, which is like pretty genius, but also like, but also they fucking terrifying. terrifying. Yeah, think I also get how it's terrifying. Yeah,
0: but also like it's terrifying when you think about the fact that this is an eleven-year-old who's like, oh yeah, no, it's cool. My brain was programmed at birth. This is just how things are, right? And, and also the fact that it's like, oh, there are some of us that get picked to be these special fucking like brain monsters. Yeah, that is concerning. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I get confused for like just how many children don't get these, and how many children do. Yeah,
1: I don't really understand how that works. Like, what's the discrepancy between like, is it fifty percent get them, fifty percent don't? Is it like? this one's born and today we decide they're getting the nanites. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I would, I would not want to be on that picking committee.
0: Absolutely not. Um, so then we go back to urban and Tommen tells Kalen that he wishes to go to his ovarium early because he thinks that the knowledge that he has about the gold is too important to wait six months to be given to other people.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that, we still don't really know what the fuck it is. Right. So that's very confusing. And also, like, Tommen looks terrified, and Kalen is like, I've never been more proud of you. And I'm
1: like, yeah, I confusing honestly way. feel like
0: this is a cult.
1: Oh, it does. It does feel very culty.
0: Um,. Then I go back to the SGC and Sam asks Marin to draw a picture, of the reactor core. And she's like, I don't know how to draw. That's not something I, I do.
1: And Sam's like, well, it's really easy. Which, okay. And she's like, everyone draws. And I was like, I don't think you've played Pictionary with me, but like, it's not it's not great. Like everyone <sighs> can physically put a pencil to a paper. But no one, th- not everyone can like draw a picture.
0: Right. And I think everyone draws. I think that's true in the sense that like I've never, I've never met someone who didn't mindlessly scribble something. Yeah. Like everyone draws. It's just a thing that we do. Right. Like even kids in the s- dirt with sticks will like draw sure. pictures. And I do appreciate that Sam wasn't like, oh, it's cool. Everyone draws and then, like, draw a work of art. She drew the <laughs> shittiest stick figure.
1: Yeah, I saw her stick figure and I was like, okay, maybe everyone does draw because I can do that. Um,
0: I also, um, as like, that's a thing that I really hate, though, because, like, as a teacher when I'm like, okay, so like on this part, you're going to draw a picture. And they're like, my kids tell me all the time. They're like, I don't even know how to draw. I'm like, I didn't say it had to be a good picture. I just want right. to draw. And so like, I get so acutely that being like, I don't know how to do that because yeah. I hear it every day. But Sam's like, no, no, like I don't, I don't need something that I could like use. To rebuild it, I just need something to like understand what the part that I can't see. Right, like she she doesn't really want a picture; more, she wants a diagram, an idea, yeah, an idea. And um, after Marin sees Sam's shitty stick figure, she's like, "Oh, like maybe I can draw, but I need bigger paper." And I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> um, then we go back to Iran and. Daniel finds a carving that, like, proves that the Goold have been there before. And Kalen comes in, and he has Solon with them. And he's like, okay, Teal, teach him all about weapons and fighting. And Teal's like, no, where's Tommen? Yeah. And Kalen's like, oh, you don't understand. Like, he's gone. He went to his ovarium. And... Daniel's like, well, Teal'c and Tommen already have a relationship. Like, it would be a lot easier. He wouldn't have to explain, like, other things. And he's like, no, no, no it's okay. We all have Tommen. And, and Teal's like, like, like where the t- fuck t- is the child? Yeah. <laughs> um, Fair. Fair question. Right. Um, and then we flip back to SJC. And Jack walks out and Marin like, climbing a shelf for paper And Sam is asleep and Jack's like, you're gonna get hurt. She's like, but I need more paper.
1: Yeah. He's like, why didn't you just ask,
0: oh. (laughs) Yeah. And um, it turns out that, like, Marin already drew, like, a fuck ton of random cross-sections of this machine and she's, like, trying to draw it from every angle of every layer of everything. And Sam's like, no, this is amazing. I'm just gonna use your drawings and 3D print that shit. Right. Um... And uh, Jack's like, it's late. Like, everybody needs sleep. Like, let's go to bed. And she's like, oh, no. Our own children don't sleep. I was like, the
1: fuck? Which is even creepier, like. Right.
0: Um, so She's going to keep drawing. But then we go back to where shit got real fucked up in this episode. Because Tuke and Kalen and... Uh, Daniel are with Tommen, who has no idea who they are because he doesn't have a brain anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, she looks like you, now is the time where you stop vaguely using words that we don't know what they mean, and you tell us what is happening here. <laughs> So, Kalen does, because unlike what I felt previously, what they're doing is probably very wrong, right? but it, it is absolutely not malevolent in any way.
1: No, yeah. Um,
0: so, he, like, very freely explains how this process works, and basically, certain children are picked at birth to be their own, and they are given, like, a extra bajillion dose of nanite and then they spend 12 years focusing on a very specific like area of knowledge to like study and learn and and understand and then when they turn 12 their nanites are actually physically removed from their brain and injected into like one a piece to all of the like people in the entire uh like community yeah. so that their learned knowledge can be shared with the people who can then continue the research without having to be as like insanely focused
1: the problem all is like murdered which i thought is what happened right
0: right the problem is that like you almost wish they were murdered yeah because the their brains like no longer function at all they and they're they now will reject any nanites like they've tried giving them new nanites after that Mm -hmm. and it like rejects they don't they don't work and so like daniel's like well like why don't you then teach them like the old-fashioned way like just give them information and help their their natural synapses like refire and Kalen does not understand what like non nanite learning is he's like i don't what is teaching? Like, what is learning? How do you? Because, yeah. like, we take care of them. It's basically like a invalid infirmary. Yeah. For these poor 12 year old children who've never done anything wrong in their lives. Um, so, Tealc returns to the SGC and tells them what the ovarium is. And Jack freaks the fuck out.
1: <laughs>
0: yep, sure he, does. Sure does. Because we know. That Sam is the one who always has a weird connection to children who no one loves, but Jack is going to protect a kid over anything. Yes. Um. And so they decide on taking the diplomatic route and trying to talk Kalen out of this. But when Teal'c and Jackson talk to Kalen, he loses his. Ever-loving mind and demands that they return Marin immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back at the SGC, Marin, on the other hand, explains to Jack and Sam that like she does not feel bad and the ovarium is important and she has to go, and
1: that that's her duty to her people to share her knowledge. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. You can't just automatically change people's cultures without understanding where they're coming from. What? What is this? Oh. So, uh, yeah. I feel like that had a, a big uh, comment on society in that moment. But it's fine. It's fine.
0: Yeah, but then, like, they do. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Kind, oh. of. Yeah, kind they, of. There's a compromise in there, sort of. Um, but Hammond is like, I will give you 48 hours... To help Marin understand the gravity of what she's doing, but I will not protect a kid who or protect a person who does not want protection. Right, which like fair. Um so then back at Irvine, Kalen's like just fuck it. And he's gonna go to Earth himself and retrieve Marin. Yeah. And Daniel's like, you can't do that because then the iris will kill will not open and they'll kill you. And he's like, what is this iris? And he's like, well, it's this thing. And he's like, don't tell me, tell Solon. And Daniel's <laughs> like, fuck you. Like, I'm not, I'm not talking to this child. I'm talking to you as an adult, as a leader. And they argue about ethics and they're like screaming at each other. And eventually. Daniel just kind of goes like, oh, because they were not taking any of, like, what the purpose of this cultural thing into consideration at all. And, like, there's the whole thing of, like, still not cool with it, but maybe we should just not pig-headedly tell people everything about their life is wrong
1: right you have to like figure out what's going on first because
0: like if you know the motivation you can come up with a better solution that f- helps everyone right but if you're just trying to stop the outcome without understanding the motivation all you're going to do is cause a different problem to occur right and they're going or they're going to try to fix what you fixed in a different way that ends up hurting more people like it's and that's why nothing ever gets accomplished because nobody ever has conversations about the root cause. We all just want to point fingers at everything that's happening around us because it's everybody's problem and not
1: what, what is that? Oh, weird, Correct.
0: <laughs> weird weird that a show from the 90s that's not political is telling us how to fix our fucking problems in 2023 mm. weird yeah. um and then but then Marin explains her why she needs to go back to like Sam again she's like I I'm not brainwashed I'm not dumb like this is my life's work and it it might not be what you guys think of as a life's work but like this is why i do what i do
1: like there's a reason for all
0: of this and then sam kind of just like tells her to shut up not really right but she kind of does so cuz she's like talking out loud at marin while she solves the problem and recreates the Naquita reactor core. hmm And then we get Jack's attempt to save the problem, fix the problem. Yep. And Jack takes Marin to play at a playground
1: at Cassandra's old school. Also, like, he acts like he's known these people for a million years. Like, we've had one episode where we've dealt with these people, right?
0: Yeah. Um, but also, apparently, Cassandra's in junior high now. Yeah. Which means that she's been around for, like, we haven't seen her, but she, it's been some time. Right. Um. Uh, and she has no idea what to do. Like, kids are, like, throwing balls at her, and she's just kind of, like, staring at them. It's, like, very uncomfortable. Yes. Um. I also feel like it's weirdly a comment on autism. Like, the whole episode. Yeah. And, like... Because, like, that single-minded, like, brilliance and, like, the complete inability to, like, understand why other people learn the way they do. Like,
1: social cues and such. Yeah. mm
0: -hmm. It's... It was... Fascinating.
1: That's fair, yeah.
0: Um, so then she goes to art class, and they tell her to draw something she loves. And before I get to what she draws, I want to ask about the child who weirdly drew Jack.
1: See, this is my thing. Like, as far as we know, they've does, seen him one time. Does Jack... When he's
0: not at work, does he just go and hang out with kids? Like, I think so. Like, that seems like... Like, he misses, he misses Charlie, so he volunteers at, like, yeah. day
1: schools? That's what it seems like. Because that's very much what it felt like. And, like, that's fine if it is, but, like, we don't know that in this
0: episode. <laughs> there, yeah. There's some weird stuff happening there. That was not the weird stuff that the episode was actually trying to make happen. <sighs> but it was also weird um and so she starts to draw the reactor and jack just like rips it up and tells her to try again yeah and he's like draw something that's not a machine and she like she like blankly stares at him and he's like what about the flowers that were on major carter's desk you really like those like draw the flower and then she gets, like, mad because she can't do it accurately because she doesn't have a purple paint. And he's like, it doesn't have to be accurate. It
1: doesn't She's have like, to be if perfect. If I just had red and
0: blue, I could even mix them. And he just, like, just they're, like, yelling at each other. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, draw it bigger. Draw it not perfect. Draw a whole forest. Um. So she does. She draws, like, an entire page of flowers. And trees. And in the corner is a stick figure of Sam.
1: Oh, it's so cute. So cute.
0: And then they have the moment where she thanks Jack for teaching her and tells him that she appreciates it, but she needs him to understand that she still has to do this thing. Right, right. It's very sad. It is. So back at base. We're getting ready to send Marin back through the gate, and um, they, uh, Jack shows up, and Hammond starts to get mad. And Jack's like, "I'm not here to interfere. Like, I, it's fine. I know she has to do what she has to do, but he gives her a box of crayons, and like, I almost cried." <laughs> I know. She's like, oh my gosh, they're so pretty. It's like, oh, they are. And and then we get to the moment where like I did start to tear up a little bit because Sam takes Mary to the gate room and Hammond tells Jack that he has more than enough information to court martial him. And Jack just looks him dead in the face and was like, Today I taught that little girl how to be a kid. So if you want to punish me for that, do it. Right. He's like, fine. This is fine. Yeah. Ugh, so good. And I think the reason that, like, it was good, but I think the reason that, like, it hit me so hard is because, like, that's how I feel about being a teacher sometimes. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about the lesson plans or the standards or the curriculum. Like, I'm teaching these kids how to be people and how to know that somebody loves them. And if that means that I'm not doing my job, then fuck the my job. Like sure, yeah. Um, so I was like, oh Jack. <laughs> um of course. Hammond doesn't. No, of course, of course. Um so then Maren thanks them and leaves with Kaylin. And then we have the weirdest cut that was clearly A time jump that was done not well. Right. Um, But it turns out that Kalen had radioed SGC and asked for the whole team to go to orbit and right away. And they're like, what's wrong? And Ham's like, you're going to
1: have to go and find out. Yeah, it took me too long to realize there was a time jump. Because it (laughs) didn't go well. No. Um, It turns out the time jump was like a day.
0: Yeah. But it didn't... It was the kind of thing where I was like, was this supposed to be 20 minutes or 20 years? Like, I don't fucking know. Um, You did nothing that helped me with that. Um, And they get there and, like, Calen's freaking out. And they're like, what's wrong? What's wrong? He's like, no, 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 nothing's wrong, but you have to come here. And um, he takes them to the place where the Iran are. And they're all playing the playground games from the school. Mm -hmm. And Kaylin has basically started a school for the Aron kids once their nanites are gone to, like, learn the old-fashioned way. And it's really sweet because these kids are, like, 12 and they're probably learning at, like, a pre-K level, but they're going to be able to
1: learn things. And she draws a red flower instead of purple because of Jack. Ugh, oh, it was so sweet.
0: And then um, he goes, Jack goes to like meet, re meet Marin and draw pictures
1: with her. And he tells her dogs are his favorite people. I was like, dogs are my favorite people too.
0: He goes, I remember, he was like, there aren't a lot of purple dogs, but it's okay. I like it that way.
1: Like, we'll just have to meet each other again. I was like, yeah. Yeah,
0: so um, that is amazing and beautiful. And that's why even though it was a weird episode and it did not fit anything that we were doing so far, I'm perfectly okay with it being rated,
1: rated the way it is. Yeah. For sure, for sure.
0: Do you have any thoughts, theories, feedback
1: where on earth would I go from here? I did put at one point, I was like, if we don't have a future episode where the Urban is making beautiful art, I'll scream. And then it was like five seconds later, they were like drawing arts on the walls. So I was like, okay, this is fine. But uh, so then all of my predictions were gone after that. That was the end of that for me. Okay. So uh, yeah, not a not a lot of predictions I could get behind. You have um, some
0: trivia yeah. for me? I do have some trivia.
1: Great. Um,
0: This is the first mention of the Naquita reactor, but it will not be the last. Um, This is also the first episode that Heather Ashe was a writer and a story editor on. Um, She writes a total of five episodes and is a story editor for 18. And um, (laughs) this one is funny. Although it turned out all right in the end, Learning Curve is a prime example of why the Prime Directive was developed in Star Trek, because Stargate has several examples of major interference with a planet's culture. Yep. Yep. Um, for those of you who don't know what the Prime Directive is... I don't. Uh, um, the Prime Directive is basically the idea that in the, the ships in Stargate, like the... the um, Oh God, or not Stargate, Star Trek, the uh starfleet these like pilot like the people who work for starfleet and they go to all these planets their prime directive their number one rule is that they cannot interfere with or like meddle in what is happening on that planet in any way of course like Captain Kirk fucks with the Prime Directive all the time because, like, that's what Star Trek is. But, like, the Prime Directive in the Star Trek universe is that, like, a culture is a culture is a culture and you don't get to fucking have a say in that because it doesn't match your culture. Right. And, um... But it's also funny because, like, that's the number one shit that goes wrong in sci-fi shows in general is that, like, it does not matter what your goal was you somehow still changed a culture yeah yeah for and better um, for it yeah. yeah and on that note who would you
1: like to punch you know i think i'd like to punch daniel he was just kind of in the way this episode like he couldn't seem to get it together and i just no. <sighs> what about you
0: that would have been my first pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... Although it was from a place of caring, and I know it turned out all right in the end, and I know it will turn out all right for us in the end, I kind of want to punch Sam. Mm-hmm. Because she's usually not this obtuse yeah, yeah. But she was so focused on making sure the reactor core was, like, working that she just was, like, kind of ambivalent to quite literal child sacrifice. Right, right, yeah. Which is, like, doesn't feel like her. It doesn't. Correct. And so I didn't love that. Yeah. Um, I don't
1: have to ask, but for the sake of the podcast, I will ask. Who is your MVP? So I know you think I'm gonna say Jack, because like theoretically I should, but I'm gonna say Marin. Very, very like,
0: valid choice. Not at all so, what I thought.
1: I know. You thought I was gonna say Jack. Yeah. And uh, and I would have had I not said Marin, because she's so like only for the good of others. Like oh, everything she did, but she also like and she's so young, and she was so smart and so kind. And every time somebody was like, oh, my God, this is terrible, she's like, hold on, let me explain why it's not so you don't freak out. And she was just so analytical and, like, bless her heart. Um,
0: that is such a valid um, response. And it also makes me happy because it gives me the door to pick Jack. Pick because, Jack, yeah. Because Jack was... Great. Totally fair. Totally fair. Because Jack was me in this episode, and so like, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Good choice. Good choice.
0: Well, and with that, there's not much much left to say. Tis so, not. Uh, you can follow us and all the social media at Death and Aliens, or email us at aliens at gmail.com. You can follow me everywhere at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar.
1: And you can follow me at C-E-Cloud 13.
0: We will be back next week. Well, no, we'll be back on Thursday first. But then first. we'll be back next week to see if this episode has anything to do with
1: the next I'm episode. sure it doesn't. I'm sure it doesn't.
0: I think, like, I'm going to make, like, paper chains for every and, like, build it for every time the episodes actually connect to each other oh, yeah. and see if I ever get past three.
1: Yes. Fair. Yeah. See. So, yeah. All right. So we'll All see right.
0: you for that. And we'll, and we'll see you first for uh, Thriller Thursday, where we are... Coming to the end of the line. Eek. Also, it's not today in recording world or in viewing world. It's today in recording world. But happy one year anniversary to our announcement of Stargate. And yes.
1: I meant to post that on social media today and then I didn't. It's all
0: right. I, yeah. <sighs> yes.
1: Happy one year to us
0: deciding this, what we were going to this, do. To this double, double week format. Eek.
1: Yes. Uh, remember we had one episode a week remember when we didn't know what we were doing do we still know we vaguely know what we're doing vaguely
0: alright (laughs) talk to you guys on Thursday bye